Welcome to the Mavs Fans for Life podcast. I am your host, Josh Mauser, joined as always by that jolly giant himself, Landon Thomas. Landon, how are you and how pumped are you for this week's pod? I'm like Seth freaking Rollins cashing in at a WrestleMania. Are you transitioning back to the the dark side for wrestling? It's like two weeks in a row that you've gone WWE, I think. Yeah, let's get right into it. We'll switch over that um, today. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got to talk about Marquise Chris and his contract situation. We've also got to talk about Dirk's Jersey retirement ceremony. Um, and speaking of that retirement ceremony, we've got to talk about the win streak that is happening in the midst of that, uh, which is sitting at six right now. One of the hottest teams in the NBA. They have not lost since the last time we recorded what have you been most impressed with during this hot streak uh winning (laughs) (laughs) no no i mean well yes because um what happened before (laughs) all these wins (laughs) professional analyst landon thomas (laughs) (laughs) no i mean honestly just being able to beat good teams because like the beginning of the season they were dominating teams that were that um they were supposed to beat and losing to the teams that um that were 50 50 um with the predictions that were upon them at the beginning of the season so i'm glad to see them not only beat good teams but beat uh the bulls and the warriors i mean one of the hottest teams at the top of um their conference and when you see this team without Chris stops going in and beating them with defense and um, um, sh- um, good shooting. It's something that you want to see, something that you wanted to see earlier in the season, but um, it's better late than never. So they have, they have some ways to go uh, to move up in the Western conference, but that's something that um, I'm, I'm glad to see who they're beating. What about you? Um, I've been impressed with the, the fourth quarters. Oh, yeah. After kind of having some um, situational breakdowns previously earlier in the year where we would get to the fourth quarter or you'd have a really bad third quarter. <clears throat> it's It was good to see that this team uh, would have a good third quarter, would stay in a game or get back in a game and then have just a, another monster fourth quarter. Um. It happened in that Denver game, um, happened in the Golden State game where uh, they started to pull away. And it's not necessarily just Luka Doncic doing it. It's guys like Josh Green. It's uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. It's Reggie Bullock. It's all of the extra guys that you were hoping would perform that way are all of the sudden, you know, they're just they just look like they're having fun. And that's something yeah. that Jalen Brunson made made it a point to talk about during um, a few of his post game press conferences, where um, you know they're asked why why is everything look so different right now as opposed to what it was earlier, and they just said they kind of just let go. Um, you know, they're not talking about expectations anymore. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I had. I sent it out to the Mavs Twitter and uh, didn't know how it was going to rub people, but he said, we're not, we're not worried about 
you know, win streaks or Jersey retirements. We're just worried about playing and having fun. And, you know, so I I thought, oh, maybe people are going to be upset about the, the Jersey retirement thing. But he wasn't saying it in a negative light. He was just saying that all of that is just extra. Um that all they care about is just winning basketball games. So yeah, I've been really impressed with their, their ability to perform in the fourth quarter and the ability of those role players to step up and um, hit the shots when they need to, you know, or pull out a, a defensive stop when they need to, like Josh green has been, been doing. Yeah. Um, man, I swear the second we started talking about, him needing to have a breakout. You know, I don't want I don't want to take credit for it, but <laughs> let's take credit for it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um he has just been taken over two two uh double digit points uh like high teens in a row for scoring. That's crazy after the beginning he had and the expectations that people had kind of um you know, they had, they had just kind of given up on him. Me included. I had, I was not, I was ready to let him walk, you know, or give him another opportunity somewhere else. And he's proven me wrong. I've got to eat, find a crow to eat. Somebody send me one. So <laughs> I mean, um, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely shocking the world right now. I mean, he's, he's playing phenomenal, uh, both sides of the ball with, which is something that you want, especially from a young guy with um, where they chose him in the draft. Like you said, um, you didn't know what you had with him, and especially the players that were drafted around him. Um, it made you question things. But uh, with consistent minutes, and usually when he gets over 20 minutes, he, he plays really well. Um, it's, 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 he's, he seems like one of those guys that – he needs, you know, minutes to get into the flow of the game, um, and opposed to just playing, you know, garbage minutes that he was playing early in the season and last season, um, where it's pretty much just a pickup game, where, you know, everyone's jacking up shots. Um, but when he gets all those minutes, you could see that it's every every time he does something, it just impresses you and. Uh, the sky's the limit. I mean, you get two career highs in your last two games. <laughs> I mean, what's next? Yeah, that's that's nuts. I he at one point, um, I believe it was the Bulls game where yeah. he hadn't really. He just burst. He just burst into the game all of a sudden. It seemed like he was having a normal game, and then all of the sudden defensive play he's throwing he's grabbing lobs from luca is he's one of the the most exciting players on the team at this point which is a far cry from what it was last year where you were seeing you know uh guys that aren't even in the league anymore uh getting more playing minutes than him so it it is a I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he does in the future. I'm also excited. 
about Marquise Chris. Um, not qu- he's not quite as explosive as Josh Green, but the fact that we got that the Mavericks signed him on ten day contracts, um, and his performance has just been st- steady as a role player the entire time he's been on this team. What have you been most impressed yeah. with Marquise Chris, and how? How long do you think it takes before they sign him to a long-term deal? It better be soon, and it's going to have to be soon. Um, you know, like I saw on one of your tweets um, um, saying, hey, they signed him to a 10-day, but, you know, also remember that KP is the only guy left in health and safety protocols, and he's coming back soon. And he is. So, I mean, once he comes back, Marquise cannot play. And yeah. that's the thing. So they have to sign, they have to make a deal or they have to waive somebody. And it's and it's that simple. Um, I know it's not simple for Nico, but it, it comes down to those two options if you want if you want um Chris to be part of the roster for um at least the remaining of the season and if you are trying to win especially in this western conference that's so fluid but top heavy um you, you need a guy like that to help you um especially um, extend a great run or um just provide a spark yeah what do you think the best case scenario for him staying on the team is what roster moves have to happen because we've seen that uh I mean, he can't be a two-way player, but they got they cut McLaughlin and put yeah. Theo Pinson in his role. Um, there's not a roster spot right now, uh, but we yeah. do have two players that I would think you would go to immediately, um, especially with... I mean, the emergence of Josh Green doesn't help Trey Burke in the in the guard situation, you know? Yeah. Um, would it be Burke or do you see Willie Colley Stein, you know, headed out the door? That's a tough one. I mean, like you said, with Josh Green um, getting a lot of minutes because you, you got Brunson and you got Luca. I mean, Josh Green could also play a little point guard if you need him to play point guard. But with those two point guards already on the roster, um, you really don't need um, Trey Burke as much um, on this team, especially if you have Frank as well, who can play spot minutes at point guard. But with Willie Colley Stein, I I just feel like I know it's easy to say wave him, but if he, I hope he's okay. I just want to say that I hope everything's okay. If it's um, something that's real, real serious, but um, if he's not here, what, what's what's the big deal? I mean, what's what's causing the Mavericks to not waive him? Is it the four mil cap hit? I mean, it's our you're, you're going to have to pay him regardless. I mean, and he's expiring. I don't see Trey Burke has another year on his contract, and it's a player option. So you're going to have a cap hit next season as well as this season if you waive him. I know you're trying to make trades to. You can you can do something, but I don't I don't think there's a lot of interest <laughs> um, around the league um, um, at this point 
for Burke or Willie Colley Stein. Do you? I don't know. I think that they're, their contracts unless aren't you, bad. Well, yeah, unless you attach somebody with them. Yeah. But I don't, but I don't know. Them. We also don't know what's going on with Collie Stein because personal reasons are so all encompassing. Yeah. The personal reason could just be that he doesn't like Dallas. You know, so, or it could be something yeah, terrible. It, it could just could be anything. The problem I run into with that is that we've now had two players two seasons in a row that have not played due to personal reasons. And now one of them is away from the team and he's playing somewhere else. Yeah. Um. And we and like. I just don't I is there something wrong with this organization? And as a whole. I don't want to like, I don't want to blame it, but why are we not able to, I don't know, help these players through situations uh, so we can get them on the court, I guess. Or get, yeah. can, is there no one to help navigate a situation uh, like this? But like you said, we don't know what the situation is. So um, I don't Especially know. You're, you're right the, though. It would be hard to trade either of those guys right now because I mean, Burke looks okay when he gets on the court, but he doesn't get on he the does, court very yeah. often. Yeah. Um, but there's good. You would think that there would be somebody, a, a team out there that wouldn't mind giving him a, giving him a chance. Cause he could probably be a, a, a third, uh, point guard on a, on an okay team or a second point guard on a not great team. Like somebody could use yeah. him right now. He's the fourth point guard on a, on a team. And we wouldn't, we don't really use him. Cause I would put Frank ahead of him on the depth chart. Would you not? Yeah. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. Cause at, at that point, why not? Would, wouldn't you just give that available spot? If you're one of those other teams to a young guard, if, if it's a third or if it's um, or a second on a bat um, on a lottery team, when you give it to someone that has potential that's around, let's just say Josh Green's age. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hard heavy. Lead. It depends on it depends on what what is already on your team because if you have a lot of young players in other positions on the team, I wouldn't mind a Trey Burke who's been in the league for a while. Yeah. I don't necessarily think he's the, <laughs> the the leader that I necessarily want. The vaccination doesn't help. <laughs> but yeah, the well, it in a, in the way of like it kind of uh, negates a lot of the places that he could go. Yeah, it does. It that doesn't help. Um, but it depends on on the rest of the team's age. Like if yeah. if the, if it's a team with a bunch of very young uh forwards and centers then yeah i wouldn't mind putting a uh putting a trey burke on a on a team like that but but you're right i don't know if anybody trades for him and i don't think anybody would trade for willie collie stein either unless it's just to get to have an expiring uh deal but i yeah i don't know so i would think that we end up having to just cut somebody and at that point, 
if it's down to those two, who do you cut? Well, you, or you do have... or do you do you cut any? Do you think that Marquise Chris has made his stamp in this on this roster well enough to to validate cutting another player that was already oh, here? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Because he's what he right now he's the backup center on the team. I mean, he he plays more minutes than um, Moses and Boban. Um, I would think. I would think Willie Cauley Stein just due to the fact that he's not around the team. You do, um in that scenario you you keep uh Moses. Ooh. Uh yeah, I think you do. Just that link that he has in the presence um I mean, he's shown it last season with the Thunder. Um I just think you 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 keep someone like that. He's so young. Um he has potential. He just needs a few, a couple seasons under his belt and and play and to, to be able to play on a good team. That's what it was because the the Thunder weren't great last season. But to play on a good team, he he needs more experience. He needs um, just to get his body bigger, and he he needs just the mental aspect on things to do and things not to do the little things that will separate you from the rest of the the bigs in the league. So you think that there's not really anybody on this team at at the moment that would merit a, to throw in it for a trade for someone else, right? I mean, that's tough. It depends who who you're getting back. I mean, let's, let's talk about that. So, You on a six-game winning streak. Shots are starting to fall. You become a top five defense. <laughs> um, well, today six. Yeah, <laughs> it goes back and forth. Uh, let's say top ten. Um, do you mess that up, or do you look for trades to better the team? If you can better the back half of the team i'm okay with a trade i don't know if you're gonna get a starter and not totally ruin the what's going on with this team right now yeah but with that said we've got a starter out right now so Maybe him coming back might ruin what's going on right now, because those yeah. the, our starting five have not played together uh, for a whole game in a while. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't know if there's a trade out there that I could see actually happening. Realistically, with the assets that the Mavericks have, I don't think there's a trade. Yeah. Um, now I do want to bring this up a a little bit but so if say if Drogic suddenly gets bought out and you've cut Willie Cauley Stein or Trey Burke or whoever maybe Moses Brown to get them who then gets cut to get Drogic or do you do you think that's still in play at this point I feel like it's just been a pipe dream now for two years 
Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, we both cover the Mavs, so it's hard to tell what the Raptors are doing. And um, Goron, um, well, obviously, he's not even around the team. He's just in Miami um, working on his game, um, just staying ready. But, man, that's tough because what's the point of having him on the roster and not buying them out you think they're trying to trade them or um just i think right now they're trying to trade him i would assume which is going to be hard i mean which is that contract that contract 35 yeah i don't know i think i think at the end of the day they'll buy him out when they realize they can't get a trade for him um and then you're gonna have to make another tough decision and and wave a player. I mean, especially if Brunson's in the starting lineup and he stays in the starting lineup, having Goron come off the bench to be your playmaker. I mean, that's that's a hell of a um, guard trio that you have with Jalen and um, Luca and, and Goron. That's that's what you want heading into a playoff series. Um, so if it's if it's Burke, if it's Willie Colley Stein, if it's Moses, you have to make those moves to. Um, get to that second round. That's your goal. I mean, the last two years that, that was your goal, and you didn't achieve that. So I think this this season, if the way things are trajecting to be, I, I think um, I think you have to make the moves to better the team. Yeah, I don't I don't know if at this point if I don't know how much better he makes this team though. You know, you don't think Dragic would make this team? What position? What... A few wins better. I mean, well, experience, right? In the playoffs, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't rather have him than um, Frank and Burke out there. Than Burke, I don't know if I'd rather have him than Frank. Mm-hmm. Defense wise, that's. But does this team need defense? I mean, they're. Top six. That's why they're top six. <laughs> That's why but Frank doesn't play a lot, though. No, but it's it's Drogic doesn't bring that defense, though. He's not gonna. He's he's definitely gonna make the defense dip when he's in the game. But you need the offense to go up because the offense. I just don't know when he plays. Is really my thing. If we're if we're really if you're stand back and look, I don't know when he he plays. I know he's good. I know he's better than Frank. I'm not saying that he's not, but I just don't know when he gets on the court. Yeah. And a player like that, I don't know. Like, he's just a little bit past his prime. If it was a couple of years ago, I'd be super excited about it. At this at this point, I'm like, he's just an, an older player that I don't know what he brings to the team. And I haven't seen him play at all this year, so... You know, I I'm not going to know what he what he could bring to the team. So it's hard for me to get excited about it, especially to take the place of a player. I assume he would take the minutes right off the bat from Frank, and I enjoy when Frank is on the court. Like I think he's I think he's a good mix with this. I wish that Trey Burke wouldn't get any minutes at this point and just let Frank have that third point guard role yeah i mean it's tough because 
I mean, last year, um, I mean, he's had injuries the past few seasons, but last year he averaged um, um, 13 points, you know, at 34 years old. I mean, he can still play. Um, but I think I think it depends on the matchup, really. It just well, like you said, outside of looking at Frank versus um, Goron, why not have both? Yeah, just make yeah, more I would. Lethal. I'd be okay with that, but then you run into like, okay, who? What player do you? I just. That's I, a good. That's a good position to be in. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But also, like, the the whole point, or from my perspective, the point of pulling Drogic into this team was to let him play with Luca because they play so well together and they know each other or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so then you're taking Brunson out of the mix. You're not affecting Frank and uh you know the third and fourth string guys or whatever you're not affecting them you're taking brunson out of the starting lineup which is something that i would think you wouldn't want because you've been such a a proponent of of brunson being in that starting role that's why i'm confused as to what like what if we do if the mavericks do pull it off and they end up having this player which would be it yeah (laughs) It's hard for me to say, like, he, of course he, he makes the team better, but I just don't know where he fits again. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know what he would do, but <laughs> I don't know. These 10 day contracts and, and buyouts are, are, uh, they weigh on me, man. They're not as, it's not, it doesn't feel as fun as it used to when you cover the team closer. And you start to actually like the players. You kind of care about the shuffle and, and you see little things that make uh, these players mesh well together. You're like, just don't mess with anything. It's just let it be what it is. (laughs) Especially when there's like a six game winning streak and you, and you want to talk about, all right, who are we going to trade? Which is so funny. Every time, every time a player on this team does well, Dwight Powell, you know, looks like a monster for for five games and everybody's like trade him why would you want to trade him he's playing well why would you want to why wouldn't you want to keep him exactly it's it's frustrating i mean it that's the thing like when when powell wasn't uh playing well i get the frustration but now that he's playing good in his role like you gotta praise the um, the guy. I mean, he's playing great in his role. Uh, he's meeting the expectations. Some games he's um, passing um, the expectation put upon him. Like we talked about previously, partly due to Chris playing great behind him. But give him his praise. I mean, like you said, why would you want to trade him if he's playing um, great and he has that chemistry with Luca? I mean. I wouldn't want to. I mean, unless there's a a, a deal um, that you're you're, it's a no brainer. Like, obviously, we need this guy at center. But if there's not a deal and you just want to trade him just to trade him because you've been talking about it the past two seasons, I don't think you're really analyzing this team. 
Yeah, if I'm not getting a a Miles Turner, yeah, then you know I'm not I'm not going to trade the guy that's playing really well just to get somebody else that then can play to the same level or have the same amount of slumps. Like it just defeats the purpose to me. Yeah, it just okay. Well, now we can start over from this team like knowing the, each other's quirks and knowing what each other are good at like we can start over now it doesn't make sense to me if you're just going to get a player of the same caliber if we're not shipping away five players for two good players exactly i don't want to do it it's just at that point you're just shuffling cards yeah you know so, but speaking of of Miles, we can talk a little bit about the rumors that he's available. Yeah, from and Dallas. From Dallas, has a history uh, here in the DFW Metroplex, played basketball in high school at Euless. Um What do you think about Miles Turner? And do you think that's even in the stars for for the Mavericks team? Uh, if, if the Pacers keep losing, <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta do something. I mean, in his, his little cryptic, uh, messages that he, he's been tweeting, um, in on Instagram as well, um, the, the past week or so. I miss those. You, what's, what's he doing? Uh, he's getting, um, he's like, uh, what is he saying? He's saying, um, he's doing some emojis about right after team, right after the team loses. And then his, his, like his management team is posting, um, get out, um, images, you know, the movie (laughs) get out. Uh, his mom was posting, um, uh, the same um, cryptic messages on IG. Uh, it's 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 getting ridiculous. I mean, you're a grown man. Just let your agent handle it. <laughs> yeah, he like posted this ain't p. Like the parking emoji was right after, like literally right after they lost the last game, and his mom posted something with, similar to that as well on IG. This ain't P. What's that? That's what I'm saying. And if you read the comments, everyone's like, "Free him, um, trade him." Um, all the Mavs fans are <laughs> going in the comments. I'm conf- I don't even know. I don't know. I don't understand that meme. I guess. <laughs> Me either. But it was like right 10:43, right after that that game that they had that they lost, and he played bad too, but. Um, he only played like 22 minutes. Rick Carlisle only gave him like 22 minutes and played other players more than him. Yeah, well, I mean, he hasn't played great recently. You think that's on purpose? Oh, yeah. Um, well, not on purpose. I hate to say that about a professional athlete that they purposely play bad, but I think that sometimes yeah. whenever your brain is just not in the game, maybe you don't choose to play like crap but you're not you're just not there right yeah 
And three out of the f- the last four games, he hasn't even scored 10 points. And he's not getting, you know, he's he's got starting against the Knicks on January 4th, five points, seven rebounds. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Brooklyn was the probably the best game that he had, but he had 14 points and four rebounds, shot 50%. Um, versus Utah, eight points. Versus Boston, six points. Yeah, that's not... So, it's not just, peak Miles Turner right there. <laughs> no, it's not. But but he did have a good he had a pretty good December. Um it's just yeah, he's he he might be uh you know, resigned that he just doesn't want to be there anymore. He's also I, the blocks leader in the NBA. <laughs> he's averaging like three blocks a game. <laughs> See, that's nuts. How can you that's how can crazy. he not be playing well? Also, like what why are you because from from what we've heard the the pacers were the one that sent the feelers out that they wanted to trade that they were ready to break this team up yeah why when you, they have so much talent i feel like we've harped on this before but that team has so much talent but they have an injury bug I just feel like there's you don't blow the whole team up. You definitely keep a a few of the pieces, but who do you you know, who do you which part of the team do you blow up? Miles Turner was not the choice for me of of which one you would you would want to ship out. Uh but if he doesn't want to be there, I'll take him. I don't I it's funny because I'll take uh, anyone on that team. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you're right. When <laughs> just a second ago, whenever I talked about, um, you know, I don't want to sh- ship off a few guys for the same kind of guys. Yeah, any of the players on that team are one of the are are somebody that I would take. They're yeah. all play. They're all players that I would ship a few players out for. Um. I think they they keep um, as like a cornerstone. You keep Chris um, Duarte, their rookie. Um, I mean, he's averaging thirteen points. Um, he's pretty good, uh, and he's like a twenty-four year old rookie. Um, That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> and then Sabonis, right? How do you get to twenty-four and be a rookie? I don't know his story. It must have been a lot his... of transfers. Uh, he went to Oregon, but I don't know. Uh, he's from Canada. I don't know what his background is. Um, if he, he maybe he redshirt his freshman year. He played all four years. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have to look into that one. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I put you on the spot, but that's yeah. that's uh, interesting. Um. um. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun to have a Pacers guy on here? Yeah, it would have been fun. We <laughs> we tried. I'm not like a little bit yeah. of inside baseball. We did try to get uh, a Pacers reporter uh, to come on the pod, and it it's just not going to work out. So, um, so you just but get who- us. You get us talking about Pacers <laughs> for a little bit, and I'm sorry, we just don't know. I don't know enough about that Pacers team. I do know, though, that from what I've heard from a few uh, 
inside sources, other people that are reporting on the Pacers that uh, if you're the Mavericks and you're looking to get any of those players that Rick Carlisle doesn't want any of our Mavericks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good luck trying to get anybody from that Pacers team because apparently Rick Carlisle doesn't want any of those guys, which is funny because he spent so many so much time trying to keep guys like Dwight Powell and guys, you know, it, it's just, it's, that's yeah. funny to hear that, uh, that murmured boring. behind, behind the scenes is that he doesn't want any of them, which might be just a bitterness of like, look, I don't want anybody from the, I don't want to help that Mavericks team, but. And the players but, probably don't want to go over there either. Yeah. From all accounts, I don't think they're, they're uh crying into their pillow at night missing rick carlisle yeah um, so basically what you're saying is forget the turner trade rumor yeah i'm kind of i you know in a not so subtle hint i don't <laughs> think that's happening i don't think any of those those uh pacers trades are happening for mavis fans sorry but your photoshop was so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about that. It was so good, man. I was so the proud Turner of that article. Photoshop putting him in the Dallas uniform. It was so good. Yeah. And and you know, before Rick Carlisle went to the Pacers, I imagine mm -hmm. that he could have ended up a Maverick. Like he's just yeah. he's from the DFW area. He you know, his family's still in the here. Off season. Yeah. He's here in the off season, like you've said, so it would make sense if he was here, but. And they need him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what a... he can shoot too. I mean, when he's, when he's on his game and he's locked in, like you said, um, obviously not here recently, but when he's locked in, he's a, he's a, um, an elite three and D player. Yeah. Yeah, there would be a big imagine solution Bullock, to a big hole that we have on this yeah, roster. Imagine but. Bullock, Dorian, and Turner in your lineup with Luca and KP and Jalen. Yeah, keep keep daydreaming. It's just not <laughs> happening. So yeah, you got to trade one of those. <laughs> yeah, my my Photoshop did no no uh, no help for this team. Sorry. So what do you think this team needs? Do you think you, you ride the ship and see what happens when they're healthy? Or do you think they make um, a minor trade um, before the deadline? Or hope for buyouts and have to wave somebody to sign somebody? Uh, I was kind of, I was kind of, this might sound silly. People are going to scoff at this, but I was kind of hoping for a boogie sighting. Hey, I actually like him. Because I think he looked good with the Bucks. I don't, yeah. I don't quite understand that. I mean, other than they just didn't have room for him. Um, but I thought he looked good. He had he had a good game. Um, wasn't it against the Mavs? He had a good game. He loves playing against the Mavericks. Yeah, I just I I wonder why. That has, and there's been several years where there's rumors that he uh, was going to end up in a Mavs uniform. It just never happened. It's one of those weird, yeah, 
every year there were like little rumbles that he was, uh, that he either wanted to be here or that the Mavericks wanted him. So to have him be on the free market and, uh, they didn't even try, or at least we haven't heard that they tried kind of weird. I would have liked because that does, I feel like that big body center uh, role would be, that's kind of one of the things that this team needs. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's a trade. I don't, I don't see one. I would be very surprised if there's a trade for this Mavs team, especially now that they've kind of hit a stride during the, what should have been the worst period of this season for them, where they play very good teams all in a row and they have injury and uh, COVID issues and they won. They are winning right now. They, and they're not just winning like barely they They look good. They look like a good team right now. I just don't, I don't see them having a trade right now. Do you? I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that move. I'm waiting so we can grade Nico. I'm waiting. <laughs> you just desperately want me to be wrong about Nico, don't you? Yes. That's all that is. <laughs> you, you're yes. still so bitter that I that I said you couldn't grade him this offseason because it wasn't his yes. team. Yes. I've been waiting four months. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for something, Nico. Give me something. Uh. You love you love when I'm wrong about stuff. Of course, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, you can't see it. I'm I'm wiping away, wiping away yeah. my tears right now, because Landon just loves when I'm wrong. Um, you know what I'm I I'm not wrong about. Yeah, Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, yes. And uh, I was able to cover his his ceremony this week. It was pretty special to me that I got to actually be there with media credentials, take photos of this absolute legend during his uh, Jersey retirement after the Golden State game. What a game, for one. Um totally surprised me surprised you because both of us predicted that they were gonna uh get wobbled in that game um to an embarrassing degree i I went back and listened to the podcast i was like surely it couldn't be that bad (laughs) we were really bad about that prediction that was an a very (laughs) wrong prediction as to how that game was gonna go both of us yeah um but couldn't be couldn't be happier about being wrong uh for sure and for that that type of game to happen in front of dirk uh for that you know with that ceremony happening afterwards man what a what a killer night that was really fun very glad that i got to be there Walk uh, me through your favorite moment of the night. Absolute. Like there were so many little 
gestures to Dirk throughout the night. The players wearing uh, 41 jerseys or 41 shirts the whole night. Um, When he first came out, the MVP chants were pretty great. Um, I feel like this might be me reading into it, but I feel like I saw a few of the players try to do the Dirk fade. Mm. A few a few times throughout the night, even on the another thing was that I was kind of blown away by was uh, uh, the the whole Golden State starting their big name players. Yeah, uh, in in stadium. I don't know if they showed this at home, but they showed all of those Steph, Clay, uh, Green. They showed all of them talking about how important Dirk was on the on the big screen in the stadium it was a weird moment because i've never seen a the the current opposing team get cheers (laughs) from the crowd yeah like they played it um during a a television timeout i think and like draymond green who is a player who never gets cheered in dallas Mm-hmm. consistent booze for that man and uh when he came up on the screen and talked about uh what he thought of Derek and how much he respected him cheers and he gave a little wave to the crowd and you know it was nice to see that like even players that are outside of Dallas know how important he is to the game of basketball not just to Dallas Uh, he was it was an he's an important player to me for several reasons um i mean for the reason that i was there uh falling in love with with basketball happened because of dirk i mean i already loved the game of basketball i was a big like seattle supersonics sean kemp gary payton era uh supersonics fan growing up because the mavericks were so bad when i was really young <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but then when Dirk came in the league and I got to watch, I was like, oh, this this guy is so good. And he's like, he doesn't look like he's supposed to be good at basketball at the time. Like Dirk never looked like a basketball player. And I didn't look like a basketball player for very different reasons. Dirk looked like he's a seven footer, but he was like kind of gangly. He didn't really look athletic at the time, but then no. he just came out there and he was a beast. Um, he was a tennis player playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it like I would look at the photos of Dirk in like Slam Magazine and ESPN and different websites and things like that. And it made me want to be like, Oh, I wanted, I already wanted to be a photographer. And, uh, but then when Dirk started to like hit his stride, I was like, I think I want to be a sports photographer. That's what I want to do. So to, to be able to be there that night of seeing his Jersey retirement, getting to take photos of it, the guy that made me want to take photos of basketball in the first place. Uh, it was, it was just really cool. 
it was a nice moment um but then when he like and watch also this is something that that i would have never even uh paid attention to until i had my son but watching him with his kids while people are talking and you know they're all talking about dad basically they're all saying wonderful things about dad and he's just sitting over there like interested in what their their version of the ceremony you know he's like leaning over to him the whole time and like listening to his his son and his daughter and asking him questions and fooling around with them and um i have a son his name's maverick and that's like that was a cool thing for me to watch him just be like Oh, he's just a dad and he's happy. He's happy yeah. to be just dad at this point. Um, just a really cool ceremony. Watching all the highlights from his career, watching all the players that respect him. Um, you know, a lot of the championship team was there to sit behind him. Got great photos of all those guys uh, laughing as the as his statue is unveiled <laughs> and uh yeah. like I, it was just a a really nice you know it was i don't know i don't i i haven't seen a lot of other uh jersey retirements but i don't imagine that they were this epic and i don't no. know if there's not a lot of players either that have this level of connection with a city like I, I I can imagine like LeBron James with Cleveland and there are there are other players like Dwayne Wade with Miami but I don't imagine that he has the same level of a weird connection that Dirk does with Dallas because Dallas watched him struggle Dallas watched Dirk fail and Miami didn't get to see that they didn't really see the hardship they they got to see a championship like right off the bat with him and pretty early in his career so I don't know if they have the same connection with I'm sure there's going to be somebody's mad about that but uh hopefully they don't listen to this podcast um I just like I love the love that Dallas has for Dirk. When you watched it on, uh, you watched it on television, right? Did they, did they play the whole thing or? Yeah, they played the whole thing. That's that's crazy too, right? Yeah, now I know why it was after the game. It was like an hour long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was way longer than I thought it was going to be. I literally thought that they were just going to like call him out there. Like get him to wave to the crowd and have him say shut it down, let's go home, and they put his banner up in the stands. But no, it was like a whole presentation, laser light show, and I yeah, wondered symp- symphony and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, forty-one yeah, I mean, members of the symphony. Yeah. That's what they usually do for uh, Jersey retirements. You know, they have their speech and and you know they say thank you to the fans and family um and their coach and players and then they raise the banner um but like you said it's it's Dirk I mean he is Dallas and you know Mark Cuban when it comes to anything to Dirk he's gonna go over and beyond to show him how much uh, he appreciates everything that he's done for 
the franchise um, and the city of Dallas and, um, you know, just the, the community, the, the presence that he's had, he's, he's the main pillar of Dallas um, when it comes to professional athletes. Um, there's in Dallas has some great ones as well. Um, but he's number one in the, in the book when you think Dallas professional athlete, because he even said it, he said, Dallas is his home. I mean, Worsberg is his hometown, but Dallas is his home. I mean, he lives here. He he's still with the organization and he's, he's a dad. Like you said, um, once, once the kids get older, he'll come back to the organization and get more involved. But right now he's just dad. And um, he's just a regular person. Um, and that's that's what's very um, keen and very um, sentimental to um, people like you and I just watching um, him up close and afar. Uh, he's he's very humble. He's um, he can't even be selfish for two minutes. I mean, he every time you ask him a question, he, he's always giving praise to other players or Holger or a coach. Um uh, Mark, he, he's giving praise to someone, his sister, his family. Um, and that's what's so touching with him. He, he's also the reason I became a um, Mavs fan in the first place and then created this um, company. Um, to um, I never even mentioned this, but I was a uh, – uh, well, my mom knows. But I, I, was, I was a LeBron um, and Dwight Howard fan. I didn't even have a favorite team. Um growing up and then uh, a sophomore year in high school uh, my mom sent Mark Cuban the email asking for shoes and like two weeks later there's a box of Dirk shoes on, on our porch <laughs> and that's that's how I become became a mass <laughs> fan in oh, 2005 or 2004 2005 um, um, that's funny it's all uh, from there I've been following the Mavs and, and started this company and just really followed Dirk and it's been a credible ride. I, I'm very happy for him and his family. That's awesome. I did. I, I think I remember the shoe story, but I didn't know. I just remember you saying, ah, oh, they sent me shoes. It wasn't quite that detailed as, as what you just told right now. So that's, that's a pretty cool story. Yeah. I was, a. Uh, they were the first professional sports team to give me credentials. Yeah. And I was already a huge fan. I found myself like, uh, not working. <laughs> the first game <laughs> I went to, I was like, just an awe. I had to, re I had to, uh, like redirect myself at halftime. Cause I was like, okay, man, you've taken like 20 photos. <laughs> it's it's halftime. The buzzer yeah. just went off. There are people like just dancing at half uh, at half court. You have to pay attention now. You have to like, <laughs> you have to take photos now. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's like so many different reasons why there's a special place in my heart for that team. And uh, also, you know, Dirk Nowitzki my son is named Maverick I think I've mentioned that yeah. before but like that it, there was a, a time when I was in uh, junior high when I told my my mother um look I'm not I'm not gonna marry anybody until 
I find a girl that's going to let me name my son Maverick. Oh, there you go. And that was because I like, I loved Dirk and the Mavericks. And uh, she was like, good luck. You're, if that's a requirement, you're never going to get married. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, I'm never going to have grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, well, little did she realize. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that ceremony was great. It was epic. It was a, uh, emotional and uh fun and you know it was it was it was a good night glad i got to go there the laser light show man worst worst nightmare for a photographer oh by, by the way is smoke and low lighting <laughs> and that's exactly what they did as soon as the game ended they were like all right mavs fans are you ready for this the the Dirk Jersey ceremony. And then they lower the lights and start letting off smoke. And I was like, oh crap, oh, <laughs> this man. is going to yeah. suck. Uh, I didn't realize we were getting a laser light show. So no, nah, but you had some good photos. Yeah, it was fun. I had some good ones. I'll, I'll randomly uh, let them out. I'm also uh, at the end of the month, we're going to release a, a, a month recap and uh, we're going to get some footage in there of the ceremony and uh, some of our fans talking about how special Dirk is to them. Um, so that'll be fun. It'll kind of launch off our video portion. We don't do a lot of video right now. We do mostly just photos and and the audio podcast. But um, yeah, we'll have some video from the ceremony. We'll have some, some video some, from some fans and uh just talking about how important dirk is yeah i can't wait for that statue what did you think of the statue i think it's gonna um obviously it, uh obviously it opened some eyes um <laughs> <laughs> a lot of memes including yours uh well your photos <laughs> but um i i think i think it's gonna be better in person i mean model is is a model you can't really go off something like that but it's supposed to be similar to that so um the only thing i would have changed is the three basketballs to one and and i asked mark about that obviously he he's he's not giving much information um back because he wants it to he wants to wait until the announcement is made and then he can share um some of the things behind the creativity and the process of making it but that's the only thing i would have changed just one basketball it would have made it better i mean i saw the eyes behind it in your photos and it, everyone just <laughs> looks at those three basketballs because they're not even spaced out evenly so. yeah it was it's kind of weird the uh tyson chandler's think? face when they revealed that like it was just too good he just was yeah. laughing the whole time it was great um <laughs> i don't know man i any statue of dirk is going to be okay with me. Like yeah. they could have put him as Cupid <laughs> flying around or something in that statue. Yeah. And I've been like, it's good. It's a Dirk statue, whatever. Um, I don't, yeah, you're right. I, I agree with you as far as the, th the three basketballs. Um, I feel like it was just asking for, for some attention and maybe that was like a purposeful thing because it definitely got some attention um, yeah. to the point where it was one of my 
<laughs> one of my old buddies sent me a meme the morning after and didn't realize that the photo they used in that meme was my photo. Like somebody had oh, taken dude. my photo off of Twitter yeah. of the reveal and then put put a a pretty disgusting meme over the top of it. And wow. then my friend sent it to me and I was like, did you make that? And he was like, no. I was like, do you know that's my photo? And he went, oh, wow. No, I didn't. I didn't realize that was your photo. That's funny. It's going around in a in a forum that I am on 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 uh, Facebook. I was like, great. I have my Jeez, photos yeah. have been memed now. Hey, they're seeing your photos. <laughs> well, you could have at least asked me for the high res one. Hey, if you're listening, if you're going to make a yeah. meme out of my photo, just ask me. I'll give you the high res photo. It'll look good. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Free of charge, unless it's going to be something weird, and then I'll probably charge you. <laughs> yeah, I maybe would have charged that guy for that one. So, yeah, maybe it's good that you stuck to the low-res version. Yeah, seriously. Man, that's that's all I've got for this week, unless you got something to surprise me with. No surprise. I mean, just looking ahead on the schedule, um, I, think, I think this is a big, big, big push for the Mavericks. They, they're five games, what, five and a half games behind the Grizzlies. And then when you look, just look at their schedule, the next games, they play the Knicks. They play Memphis, which is very huge. They play the one. Magic, um, the Thunder, and then the Raptors. I mean, those five games, how many – I wanted to ask you, how many do you think they have to win um, if they want to make a push up the West? A push up the West, it's going to be hard because they're what are they? They're five games behind the next seed, and that's Memphis, right? Yeah, but you got forty games left. But just in the next five games, how many do you need to win? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess um, if you want to, if you want them to continue what they're what they're doing, I mean, if just behind Grizzlies it's tough I mean I know you said five and um, like we said five and a half but you kind of have to push them up, get that home court advantage I think you definitely need to beat the Grizzlies I think you need to win three out of five games and one of them has to be the Grizzlies okay and I want you also play them a week from now too yeah and I want both I want both of those those games. I don't think they win both of those games, though. Yeah, dang it. That's the problem. I think they split. Because the Grizzlies... I don't know. Because this team that... I, I don't know. Because the, the team that's been playing right now, as of late... Yeah, I mean, they're the, looks, one of the hottest teams. Looks a lot different than the team that played them the last time the yeah. last time the memphis grizzlies did not have jaw morant um but we were missing some players too if i remember exactly. right and we didn't have this version of josh green yeah that's true oh him and bane I, I love to see a josh green revenge tour on desmond bane i want to see Drop 20 on them. 
I, I don't even, I, yes, that would be good, but I want to see a toss up from Luca to Josh Green all over Desmond Bain. Ooh, just can you imagine all the poster? Over him. I just want, and I want to take the photo. <laughs> Send me we the better video. hope it's the second game, not the first game, because the first game's on the road. Yeah, I know. Well, send me to Memphis. Um, yeah, I'll go. If you promise, if you promise me that that dunk, Josh Green, I will. I will get that photo for you. <laughs> um, and somebody will meme something gross out of it and put it on Reddit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they definitely need, uh, I'd like to have four out of five. I think they definitely need three out of five, but I think with the way they've been playing, they could go four out of five. Yeah. And not just to push up the West to stay above, (laughs) um, the rest of the West. Yeah. It's competitive. It's competitive. One through four looks Right now, I I mean, it's not. There's a lot of games left, but one through four looks too high, like too far away. Well, then the Mavericks, they have to stay at um, five. Yeah. Because you, 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 you rather play Grizzlies than play Warriors, Suns, or Jazz. You know, there's not a team that I'm... Yeah, that's gonna come back and bite me. There's this not a team. Three got you where you. There's not a team on the West that I'm afraid of. Oh snap! There's not a team. This winning on... streak just got you like. No, no, no. I know that the, okay, the rest of the so... teams are John Cena. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um. No, no, no. I within a reasonable amount. I don't think. Okay. I. I don't think that they would get out of the first round. If we have to play those teams that you listed, I think it, I think the Mavericks could go seven games with any of those teams. Right. Is that a reasonable thing to say? Yeah, they did last season. Yeah. Against I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to say. I think when you get to that seven, that seventh game, it's it could be a coin flip with most of those teams. The the West is so close talent wise, and everybody has been. It also depends on what COVID does. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, in playoffs, dang. Yeah. You ha- oh, you can miss the whole series. Yeah. On most of it, you could have a player miss an entire series, depending on how Jeez. they handle COVID from here on out. That's why I'm not like. I'm having a hard time being afraid of anybody because you just never know what the team teams are going to look like right now. We look healthy. We're, or we're about to be hopefully when, uh, Kristaps comes back. Yeah, man, it'll be, I, I wonder, I don't have this, the, uh, numbers right in front of me, but when's the last time we had all of this team healthy? And we still won't. When we were losing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it's been right. been a while, yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, I'll be interested, but 
I, w- I wouldn't mind getting Memphis in the first round. That'd be nice. And no matter what you do, you're going to, I mean, even if you go up to fourth, you, <laughs> you're probably going to get Memphis. It's just the opposite. Yep. I don't know if those teams drop. I don't know if the Mavericks go higher than, than fourth. And I don't know if Memphis goes lower than fifth. Yeah. Because of the the cons- the way that the rest of the teams in the West have consistently been what they are, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, but the Mavs can drop. That's the thing. They need to sustain what these wins because you know Nuggets are one game behind, Lakers are one and a half behind, Timberwolves are two behind. So they got to keep winning. Yeah. You are right. We'll sh- we'll we'll just end it on that. Make you and we'll give it a we'll give you a good week that we ended the pod on. Landon, you're right. Gotta oh be, yeah. Gotta be careful. <laughs> Do something, Nico. Do something. Or don't. Or don't, Nico. <laughs> or don't do anything. <laughs> Don't submit to peer pressure. (laughs) Just let this team be what it is. If they continue to be good, if not, then trade somebody. (laughs) All right. See you guys next week. Bye.